Hello and welcome to The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Zara O'Mahony. This is the podcast that helps make marketing simple for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you bite-sized, actionable tips, strategies and hacks to help your business grow online. If you're ready to do the work and grow your online presence and you want to stand out in a crowded space, then you are in the right place. So let's get going with today's episode. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, this is episode 89 of The Marketing Guide. It's me, Laura O'Mahony. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Um, on this week's podcast, we're talking about something that a lot of people suffer from, and it is imposter syndrome. So it's something that I have battled with personally for years. And in today's episode, I'm sharing with you exactly what is imposter syndrome, how you can recognize the symptoms of imposter syndrome and the different types of imposter syndrome, and then tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. Um, and we also share some celebrity who suffer from imposter syndrome. So that's interesting. If you want to find out that, make sure you listen to the end of the podcast. Um, so before we get going, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future trainings. We release a new episode of The Marketing Guide every Monday morning. Um, if you want to leave a review and get a shout out on this very podcast, um, just visit the website lauraomagny.com forward slash review and all the details on how you can leave a review are there. If you want to reach me, you can pop me a DM on Instagram if you've got any feedback, if you've got a question or you want to say hi or you want a question read out on air, um, pop me a DM on Instagram. It's at lauraomahony.com and I will link that in the show notes below and I will link uh, how you can subscribe and leave a review as well in the show notes. So let's get going then and find out what is imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is also known as impostorium imposter phenomenon and fraud syndrome. It's the overwhelming feeling that you don't actually deserve success. Um, and it is a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt their skills, doubt their talents or their accomplishments and have an internalized feel fear of being exposed as an actual fraud. So despite a lot of external evidence that they are competent and that they are, you know, skilled, um, those experiencing uh, imposter syndrome, they co- convince themselves that they are frauds and that they do not deserve all they have achieved. Um, essentially, it's the persistent inability to believe in your own success and that it's deserved and that you have legitimately achieved the result of your own effort or your own skills. You think that it's happened by accident or that it's, you know, a lucky accident or that it's down to good luck. So you're probably wondering, where did the term imposter syndrome actually come from? It was first used by psychologists Suzanne Imez and Pauline Roseclantz in their 1978 paper, um, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women. So initially it was thought that it only affected high achieving women, but it was later found out that it affects both women and men. Um, so what are the signs of imposter syndrome? So if you're wondering if you actually suffer for imposter syndrome, I'm going to break down some of the signs so you can make a mental check if you agree with any of the following or probably all of the following if you're like me. Um, so number one is you feel that you got to where you did by sheer luck, even though you've worked hard and you've studied your craft. Number two is you can't accept praise or compliments. Number three is you can't assess your own competence or skills. Number four is you hold yourself up in very high or near impossible standards. That's so me. <laughs> you Number five then is you fear failure so much it paralyzes you and you feel stuck. Number six is putting success down to external factors. Number seven is beating yourself up on how well you perform. Number eight is self-sabotaging your own success. Number nine is self-doubt and lack of self-belief. And then number 10 is setting unattainable goals and beating yourself up when you don't uh, achieve them. 
And finally, number 11 then is that you convince yourself you're not enough or you're not good enough. Um, so yeah, I've checked all of them off at one stage or another. Um, so let's move on then and find out what are the types of imposter syndrome. Um, so number one is superhero. So the superhero overworks themselves to make up on how inadequate they, they actually feel. Number two then is the natural genius. So they set exceedingly high goals. They feel crushed when they don't meet them then. Number three then is the expert. So they've never satisfied with their level of understanding and they're always trying to learn more. That's so me. I'm always trying to learn more and everything. I'm just consuming information all the time. I am completely a mix of the expert and the next one. The next one then is perfectionist. They're never completely happy with their work and they're fixated on the flaws instead of the strengths. And the last one then is soloist. They prefer to work alone. They won't ask for help for fear of appearing that they're completely... um incompetent or they don't know what they're doing or they're weak um so what are tips then for dealing with imposter syndrome so the first one is recognize why you might feel this way and look inwardly to understand why you feel like a fraud um the second one is to stop the comparison game so stop comparing yourself to other people online and other people's lives online because i can tell you that other people's lives what you're seeing is the highlight reel so you're seeing all the when somebody takes selfies and they put a selfie online chances are they've taken a hundred selfies and that is the best one that they've picked and best one that you've put up so if you're like me and you're like somebody takes a group photo and you're like I want the one that I look the best in um you're comparing yourself to somebody else's highlight reel and somebody else's best moments because a lot of the time people don't share what the lows are like in business or in entrepreneurship or just in day-to-day life as well um and they're showing up and maybe they've got full face makeup on and hair is done everything looks perfect but in real life it's not really like that so don't compare yourself to other people the only person you should compare yourself to is the previous version of you so what you look like in 2021 what you look like five years ago um and recognize your achievements and what you have done within that time as well so don't compare yourself to anybody else only compare yourself to yourself if that makes sense and the next tip is to uh, separate fact from fiction so when you feel a creeping in and when you feel that you're like oh I'm a fraud everybody's gonna find out that I don't actually know what I'm talking about ask yourself what evidence is there to show that this is actually true so what is the evidence that says um well I'm not skilled in marketing is there any evidence to say that that is actually true? And chances are when you sit down and do that, the answer will be there is no evidence um, that the opposite is actually true, that you're very skilled and you're very competent and you know what you're doing. And the next tip then is to catch negative self-talk. So what I want you to do is the next five times or six times that you catch yourself talking negatively to yourself, ask yourself, would I talk to my best friend like this? And chances are you won't talk to your best friend like this. So why do you talk to yourself in that way? Try and catch yourself and see how often do you actually talk to yourself in a negative way and how long does it take for you to get to that five or six times? Is it in one day? Is it one in one hour? And just having that awareness around the way you talk to yourself 
um, is really good because you can start then to change the way you talk to yourself because whatever you tell yourself, you're going to believe it, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. So whether it's a positive or a negative. So if you're saying, I'm not good enough, um, you're going to start believing that. Whereas if you say to yourself, I am actually good enough, of course you will believe that as well. Um, the next thing then is to recognise your achievements and reward yourself. So if you have set goals and you said, right, at the end of this year, I'm going to launch a podcast and you do actually go and you launch the podcast, then it's important to set aside time to recognise that achievement, that you what you have actually done and then reward yourself as well. So whether it be that you're going to go for a spa day, you're going to go and have, you know, a manicure or pedicure, set something aside so that when you, you know, make your achievements and when you, you know, get to your goal that you do actually stop and you do take that in and that you do say, I did a really good job on that and I'm really proud of myself. Um, and it's really important to do that in true coaching. That's what I've learned to do that. Um, if we're constantly moving and we're constantly moving on to the next thing all the time, then we don't actually stop and we don't actually say, you know, I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm, you know, set out five goals this year and I've met all five and I should reward myself and I should recognise those achievements as well. So something that I like to do is um, every thousand downloads that I get on the podcast or every couple of thousand downloads, um, I get a little badge. So I print off the badge, stick it in my office and every day I look at that then and that gives me, inspires me to keep on doing more and keep on pushing myself and doing things outside of my comfort zone as well. Um, the next thing is to believe in yourself. And this sounds like really, really simple advice. Um, and it is a really hard thing to do. And because I know I struggled with myself, I didn't always believe myself, I doubted myself, I doubted my abilities, my confidence was low. Um, and through doing work on personal development and work with coaching, um, I've kind of been able to start to believe in myself more. And when you do believe in yourself, really good things happen as well, because you make things happen for yourself. Um, so if you're self-doubting and you're you know try and catch that as well and try and make um notes or journal and write down what you're feeling and look at try and examine why you might be feeling in that way was it something that happened when you're younger did your teachers tell you that you're no good and never amount to anything or parents or whoever um what was that and try and heal those you know wounds and heal that trauma and move on from that and try and believe in yourself. Um, and that's going really deep, it is, but you can't always keep things at surface level because you have to really examine and look inward and look at what are the things that are holding you back and what are the things that are making you feel like this. Um, and journaling for me is a really good way, but for you, it might be meditation, might be there might be lots of different ways that you might do it. You might go to counselling, you might, you know, work with a coach. There's loads of different ways that you can do that if you struggle with self-belief. Um, the next step then is to visualise success. So a lot of professional athletes actually do this. They spend time before their big rigs and they pick picture themselves crossing that finish line um so if you you know visualize what this what the thing will actually look like and visualize it in a successful way you'll have more of a positive mindset as well around what you're actually doing whereas if you say oh I'm not going to be able to do this I'm not going to be able to launch that podcast because it's too much going on I'm not able to do it whereas if you visualize yourself and sit down um mentally you can align with your goals and you can kind of keep focused on what you're actually doing um so it actually beats you know picturing a disaster and what that looks like and it's going to help with um stress as well around you know 
your performance and your goals and all of that kind of stuff. Um, the next thing is, the next tip is to turn imposter syndrome on its head. So remember that smart, high achieving people they often deal with imposter syndrome. So the very fact that you recognise it in yourself, it says a lot about you. So Susan Aylbers, a psychologist who studied imposter syndrome, said that true imposters don't have this feeling. So if you have the feeling that you're an imposter, chances are you're not an imposter. So don't worry about it. Um, so the people that have that feeling are often the people that are not imposters. Um so let that be the motivation to continue pushing forward. Um, and she says that even Einstein once said that he thought his research got way, way more attention than what it actually deserved. Um, so if Einstein has suffered with imposter syndrome and look at all he did, um, you know, and if you're suffering with it, chances are you're not actually an imposter. And the next tip then is to talk to others. So find people that are in the same niche or in the same group or they're entrepreneurs or they're business owners um, or people that are, you know, working within the same area that you're working in and have a chat to them about it. Uh, and this is what one thing that I find really, really helpful is when I meet up with other business owners, I can talk about these kind of things because day-to-day people don't um, get that feeling. Most people don't get that feeling. And when you're running a business and it's you're a solopreneur, you're working by yourself, or maybe you have a couple of people working with you um it can be hard when you don't have someone to connect with so find other people that you can connect with and share how you're feeling with them and chances are they'll say oh I felt that too but I'm working on it or I felt that too I'm struggling with it what are ways that we can try and deal with it and maybe you tell them to listen to this episode of the podcast um and just as a segue to that if you do um know somebody that might be interested in the podcast I'd love it if you could share it um it's one small thing that you could do and it make a huge difference to me so just pop them the link and tell them to have a listen and that it might be you know good for them anyway let's move on to the next one um so the next tip is to break it down break things down into small bite-sized pieces so we have that at the start of the podcast that each week we bring you bite-sized actionable tips strategies and hacks so if you break things down into small little bite-sized pieces or baby steps and start with the first step just do the first thing or do the hardest thing the thing that is on that list that you're saying that is what's you know stopping me from doing everything else um don't focus on doing things perfectly, but do them reasonably well and then reward yourself for taking action. So as I said, the first step is often the hardest, but once you break through that, you can then start building momentum and getting things done. So I'll give you an example of this. A client of mine um, had, you know, is doing a lot of work on marketing and getting their website right and doing all that kind of stuff. And one of the tasks that I gave them was to um, do reels for Instagram. Um and each week I would meet up with them or we'd have our, our Zoom call and we'd have a chat about it and they never had the reels done. Um and this is something that I struggle with as well. So I asked them to make a list of all the things that they would need to have in order to get a reel done. So they need to set up their ring light, they would need to have um someone that they would do a demonstration on, um, they would need to have XYZ, whatever they had. So they made the list and I said, What is the hardest thing out of that? And they said, learning the technology. So learning about, so that was the task that I gave them for that week was go and learn how to make one easy reel. So pick, find one reel that you can recreate, go and learn how to make that one easy reel. So they did that. And then when I had the call with them the following week, they had four reels done. So 
by taking that one small step, it built that momentum, it built their confidence because they said, actually, yeah, this is not that hard. And they were overthinking it. I've done this myself as well. Um, completely overthinking Instagram and overthinking, trying to have everything perfect. Um, Whereas done is better than perfect. And just by starting to build, even if the content is not 100% and it's not, you know, even if it's 80% of the way there, at least you're getting your content out there. So that is um, that tip to break it down into bite-sized pieces or small baby steps. And the last tip then is to realise that you're not alone. So feeling like an imposter is something that most people face in their careers or most people face in their business. So recognise the signs of the condition and understand that you do deserve the praise that you're given um, to your work. And so if somebody compliments you on something, you do deserve that praise. So take control of the situation and then remind yourself that you were in that position because you worked hard, you're dedicated and you didn't just get there by sheer dumb luck. Um, so let's move on then and talk about celebrities who suffer from imposter syndrome. So the first one is Serena Williams. We all know who she is. And the next one, David Bowie. Uh, Maya Angelou then, and this is what she said, the civil rights activist, author, poet and Nobel laureate. Um, She admitted at times she often felt like a fraud when saying, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh oh, they're going to find me out now. (laughs) I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. So if Maya Angelou suffers with imposter syndrome and she's written 11 books and is uh, after winning uh, the Nobel laureate prize, then like... You have to understand that, that you're not alone in suffer from imposter syndrome. Um, other celebrities then that suffered from it are Tina Fey, Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks, one of the best actors of all time, being in like so many of my favourite movies, has imposter syndrome. And Lady Gaga, also an amazing actress and singer. Um, I watched A Star Is Born and I hadn't seen it, never went to the cinema and it, heard all the hype about it and didn't understand why and watched the movie and I have such a newfound respect for Lady Gaga. She is such an artist and um, I never was really a massive fan of her music but now I can see she's just amazing. She was so, so good in that and she suffered from imposter syndrome. So self-doubt, it can be paralysing but now that you know how to recognise it, you can deal with the feelings. You can make an effort to move forward instead of getting stuck in that imposter cycle. Um... So here are some final tips then for dealing with imposter syndrome. So remember what psychologist Dr. Susan Aylbers said. She said, true imposters don't have those feelings. So if you're feeling like a imposter, chances are you're not one. Um, here's a quick recap on how to deal with it. So stop putting things down to sheer dumb luck and start to recognise your achievements and abilities. Try to catch the negative self-talk and switch the script. Instead of saying, I haven't a clue what I'm doing, change it to, I'm very capable and know what I'm doing. And tell yourself that. And remember to be grateful for all you have and all you have achieved. And that comparison is the thief of joy. So look at all you've achieved and be grateful for that as well. So the next thing is to stop worrying about being found out. Nobody's coming for you. Nobody is coming to find you and say, ah, you don't know what you're doing. Learn to have confidence in your own abilities and throw the self-doubt out the window. The next tip then is to, when you start to see self-doubt or imposter syndrome, 
look at the root causes and why you might be feeling this way. So journaling, as I mentioned, can really help if you write it down and sit with it and take time and take space um, to understand why you feel that way and what has caused it. Um, and then you can look at the root causes and really examine it and you can deal with that, as I said, and move on. And then you won't let imposter syndrome actually hold you back. And finally, remember that they are people less qualified than you doing the things that you want to do because they believe in themselves and they take action. So that's it for today's episode. What did we learn? We learned what is imposter syndrome. We learned the signs of imposter syndrome. We learned all the different types of imposter syndrome. We learned tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. We learned about the celebrities who suffer from imposter syndrome. And finally, we got the final tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes of The Marketing Guide. We release a new episode of the podcast every Monday morning. If you want to leave a review and get a shout out on the podcast, visit lauraomahony.com forward slash review. Also, I've got a free ebook, uh, 30 Days of Instagram Story Ideas. You can get that free from my website website as well lauraomahony.com if you visit there you see at the top of the page there's a link click on that and you'll have it in your inbox in a matter of minutes um also if you want to reach me you can pop me a dm on instagram if you've got feedback questions you want to say hi um i do love getting your dms and getting your um messages and especially the voice messages i just make my day especially when i get them from like countries that are not ireland i love getting them from ireland as well but when I hear like a voice from somebody that's listening in like South Africa or in the States or in like New Zealand, that so makes my day. I just I love accents. Um, so that's it for today's episode. I hope you have a great week ahead and I will see you in the next episode.